And good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. For reference, over at MBG Films. Check them out, youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way. Follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And y'all, tonight is a special night because Wrestling Christmas is here. That's right. WrestleMania comes live to us from L.A. this Saturday and Sunday, which will be available on the Peacocks and WWE Networks and Fine Paper Review Providers everywhere. Uh, and we are here to preview it. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sorokin. Woo! It's WrestleMania weekend! It's exciting! We're like less than 48 hours away from WrestleMania. Day one. Not hold up your finger. It's just WrestleMania. Day one. It's kind of a thing. We're here. We're doing a thing. Tweet us at WildTalkRadio, at RackRadio Show, at Lenswork, on WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or at twitch.tv slash WTRLive, where apparently it's Mod Appreciation Day. Appreciate your mods, everybody. Show them love, because they put up with a lot of bullshit. And apparently that's supposed to do something, but it didn't do it. Anyway. It didn't do anything. It, it was so it, bad. It, it, I was like, I'm just going to... I'm just going to slide this in, and then it's like, oh no, 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 you cannot have this. I'm so terribly sorry. I mean, you... Please see yourself out. You don't have to, but it's apparently a Twitch holiday. I don't know. You make videos telling why we we have the best mods, and one of our mods can then go to TwitchCon and be celebrated. I I nominate you. Who, me? Yeah. Why me? To do what? To go to TwitchCon. I'm not the mod. I'm the admin. You're the mod. But you're a mod on my channel, so... <laughs> then, then, yeah, we'll go that far. I will pay respect to the AW expert, the mod, Lynn's Ward. No! I will ban you! <laughs> Anywho, we're here to talk WrestleMania, the two-night extravaganza. It's not stupendous year, this year, it's just the biggest WrestleMania of them all. We have two nights to get into. They were, thankfully, they announced um, the, the, the full cards this morning on, on first take, so... We have a lineup. And when we sibbed them here on Twitch, we were off. We had one match on the wrong day. We had to, have, we we had to flip them. Rock and Omos is day two, and the Mysterios are day one. Beyond that, we got everything else right. I mean, I, I would call that an achievement. That's pretty damn good. Like, that's that's pretty spectacular, you know? It is. All right, so let's get into it, because we got a lot. We have 13 matches to break down. We do have 13 matches to break down, so just to make everybody aware, we will be taking a break between day one and day two, so if you need to go get snacks, if you need to go run to the bathroom, if you need to do whatever, feel free to do it then, or any time you like, you know, but just get comfy, because we gonna be here for a while, we, we, you know? We, we got opinions to get across. Alright, so let's go. What are of we starting with? Of course it was Brent who said that. Oh, you're just now seeing it? Yeah. I just saw it in the chat. Brent, I will block you. <laughs> my chat and in his chat because I have the power. 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 So, all right, let's get into match. WrestleMania, 
Day one. Right. Opening the con- opening the show, opening the spectacle, because he's got to get back to shooting a movie. We think. Is we think Austin Theory taking on John Cena for the United States Championship. For the United States Championship, yes. But and th- that's the it, big thing. It's for a championship. I mean, they're they're not going to LOL Cena wins, right? They they really can't. See, they could. They really they, really could. You're right. They could. Anything is possible. So that, that's why it's key with a championship is on the line, where if there was no title, and it's just Theory versus Cena, there's more of a 50-50. With a championship on the line, your brain automatically goes, Theory retains, because there's no way Cena's showing up for night two of WrestleMania. There's no way he's showing up for the Raw after Mania. He only showed up for one Raw. There's no way he does that, right? Um... I would question that because they obviously have him for Saturday. It's and to be fair, movies don't necessarily shoot on Sunday, so he could very logically get on a plane Sunday night and be back to wherever he needs to shoot no later than Monday. Um, but it depends on if they really need him or not. Like he could take technically Sunday and Monday and work both days if he needs to. Um, but I just don't see the him doing that, and I don't see them doing that because I think this this whole entire feud is to make Austin theory is to sort of pay him back and push him forward into that next level. Like you just don't give John Cena to anybody. You give John Cena, especially at this stage in his career, not that he's like older feeble or anything, but he's a featured attraction. You just don't give him to anybody. You give him to somebody you trust and you give him to somebody you're looking to make, and I think that's what's going on with the. Okay, well, you say that, right? You say you're using John Cena to make somebody, but then uh-huh. there was that WrestleMania in New York where Cena kind of just did a whole bit with Elias and really did not make Elias. That was under the old regime. Okay, but it still counts. It still counts. You're right. It still counts, but I think this is an entirely different situation. It could be an entirely different situation different situation yes because but, john be, right. because theory has been taken seriously through this whole thing like they have done quite a lot to make theory look and seem and feel like a legitimate threat to john cena they have um they gave they've given theory two big wins on television over the former tag team champions the street profits so they've been elevating his in-ring credibility he walked out of the, the chamber with the championship they've done everything right in terms of putting him in a position to succeed. He's been given featured time. He has been put in that spot where, hey, you have to pay attention to him. And a year ago, Theory was in the ring with Pat McAfee. And, uh, you, and again, you have to trust people. Like They trusted Theory to be in the ring and keep Pat McAfee safe for his first in-ring de- debut. And he was working with Vince and everything like that. So he was in a high-profile spot last year. Now he's back at it again for his second Mania in a row where he's in a spot where you have to look at it going, He's in a ring with a main eventer and a, a Hall of Famer to be in John Cena. And they're most trusting importantly him. of all, he's opening the show. And that's where it gets tricky now. Because you look at the show, you would assume you want to start off with a babyface winning. That's, that's where it goes. Maybe Cena does win the United States Championship for 24 to 48 hours. Just because he's opening the show... And most people are not expecting Cena to win. That's why you go, hmm, there is a chance Cena walks out of WrestleMania, or at least the match, as the champion. Because the theory I've, 
the not Austin theory, but a theory I've been thinking about for months is with John Cena is Cena wins title, Cena holds open challenge. You bring up someone from NXT, you bring someone from the outside, they get the win over John Cena and take the US title. Now you've already elevated someone brand new that hasn't been on the main WWE's main roster at all and put them in a position to be now. Hey, they have a championship. They just beat John Cena at WrestleMania or Raw after Mania. And now are elevated to a point where they have to be taken seriously. Because you have that as an opportunity as well. You can bring up a Carmelo Hayes or a Braun Breaker, whoever loses um, on Saturday afternoon at Stand and Liver, and bring them up for an open challenge win. You can bring in a free agent that is out there that everyone's thinking and talking about in Jay White. You can bring him in and debut him that way. Jay White, New Japan star, comes in, beats John Cena for the United States Championship. That would make headlines. Nick Khan on TV today goes, hey, we're looking to make, we have a bunch of surprises lined up. Is surprise number one John Cena actually winning the United States Championship? I think it could be. Does it do anything for theory? No, but it does make a moment. It does make a moment, and moments are good. I just question, then, where do you go with Austin Theory, right? What do you do with Austin Theory? Where where does he head? So he loses to John Cena, like he's done all this talk, he's talked himself up, made himself into a legitimate threat for John Cena. They go, LOL, Cena wins, and Theory loses. And he kind of looks like an ass, right? Because he loses. Where do you take Austin Theory? What do you do with him? That I can't answer. Because you I don't have, know. Because you'd have to do a little damage control on him. You'd have to do do something. Um, And the only way I can really accept John Cena beating Austin Theory is if he just beats Austin Theory into the ground. Like, just takes him to school. That's the only way I'll really accept. Like, I don't want a 30-second roll-up and then it's da-da-da-da and new, right? Like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But they're in a position where how much can John do? Knowing John Cena, like, we know John Cena. He's put his whole Cena-ussy into this. He's trained. It's not I would, It's not training that I'm worried about. It's insurance. Because he he's, has. Because he's filming. He's filming, but he's not going to pull a Dwayne. And they're having him, I think they're having him in the ring because I believe Austin Theory is relatively safe. I don't think they're going to go out there and do anything terribly stupid. No, I don't, I'm not expecting to do something stupid. That, that's not what I mean. It's how much is he will, able to do physically based on insurance reasons. Because the last time Cena was in a ring was back at the end of the year where he tagged with Kevin Owens, right? And uh-huh. Cena did barely anything. He was on the apron or on the floor 95% of the time because he was in the middle of filming and really couldn't do anything. So that's it's just the thought in my head going... Well, the last time Dwayne was in the middle of doing projects, we had a six-second match with Eric Rowan. Do I think we're going to get a six-second match with with Austin Theory? No. But I'm wondering what we're going to get. I think we're going to get something. We're going to get something. I don't know how far they can go or how long they can go because for every minute you're in the ring, you're risking injury. Legitimately, and Austin Theory and John Cena can be the safest workers in the ring, but on a hip toss, he could pull something. It's that simple, and then that has repercussions on the movie he's filming. Oh yeah, that, I know that. That's where like they're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's like you want to use Cena. Cena wants to do this, but Cena is also required to not do whatever is in his contract insurance wise. Unless he put in there, 
I'll be safe. I can do whatever. I can have a full wrestling match. Then by all means, go for it. But I don't think anyone's thinking about the insurance factor. And it's something that came across my mind. It's like, Cena has to watch himself. And it's, I'm just, I'm just wondering, it's starting off early. It could be something where they do a lot of stalling, a lot of locking up, and really not doing a lot of bumping around, but it's a lot of talking with the crowd, taunting with the crowd, and we get a couple, six moves of doom, and we're done. I don't know. Like, I just, you just don't know. Then there's the match he had with Roman, where he went all out. Maybe we get that, and who knows? Or something, probably something in the middle. And I think that will serve the best cause for all parties involved. I just have a hard time picturing Cena not winning. It's hard to, because it's John's. automatically programmed in our brain, right? It's it's programmed, but it's also just positioning on the card. It's it's just everything lines up to a John Cena wins, and you figure it out on Monday where you go with Austin Theory. Because I think you want to protect whatever you have left in terms of what Cena is in ring, and you don't want to have him just come back, put people over, because that just becomes repetitive and boring, even though that's the right move. But I think you can honestly get away with it here. I really, really do. For the sake of Austin Theory, for the sake of doing something for him and making him a bigger name. Because then you could have somebody, you could do the exact opposite. Austin Theory is like, I beat John Cena. I'm invincible. Nobody can touch me. You know, I challenge anybody into the back that wants to fight me just to prove how badass I am. And then you could bring up somebody like a Car- Carmelo Hayes or whoever from NXT and challenge Austin Theory. It still works. It's not Cena. Like if you're gonna, like if you're going to go to the trouble of having Cena lose the title two days later, you might as well have him lose on Saturday because it doesn't do anybody good, really, a lot of good to sacrifice Austin Theory for the sake of somebody else in NXT. And it's not going to say have the same meaning as, say, Austin Theory going through the entire feud with John Cena and then beating him. Yeah, I see that. I just, my brain just goes Cena. I just, it's, I, I can't get past the scenario of open challenge Cena. Cena gets beat by someone new. And that's not taking anything away from Austin Theory. It's just, it's just how my brain's picturing it. it it's easy 101 booking because i can't i don't see wrestlemania starting out with a heel winning and that that's that's where my brain is at it's like i don't see the heel winning to start off the show like if this came in this was match two heel wins yeah easy brain goes babyface wins opener it, it just it's just how my brain books and that, that that's why i'm going cena i'm gonna go theory okay uh magic eight ball does Austin Theory retain the championship at WrestleMania? Most likely. Cool. Then we go Wheel. Wrestler 2. Wrestler 2, which would be John Cena. Okay. So, so that's split. So there you go. There you go. So we are, in fact, split. Moving on <laughs> to match two. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. A grudge match between the two. It is, in fact, a grudge match between the two. It's been... Built pretty well, I would say. I think Logan Paul has come in strong as the heel in this one, rather than the face what he was against Logan against um, Roman Reigns back in the fall. All signs to steal a line from the eight ball. All signs point to Seth Rollins beating Logan Paul's ass because Logan Paul has had Seth Rollins' number week in and week out, week in and week out. Every time Rollins thought he had the 
the edge, Logan Paul knocked out Seth Rollins. Whether it was in the Royal Rumble where he threw him out, whether it was at Elimination Chamber, or there was two episodes in Raw where he knocked him out. At some point, Seth Rollins needs that win where it's like, okay, that's a big win. And you go, well, a big win over Logan Paul? Yeah, because it's the celebrity match. It is the, the, it's the match that's going to make headlines. It's going to make toxic moments, YouTube shorts, YouTube videos, Twitter, Twitter clips, Instagram reels. If, if MySpace had a thing, it would be the MySpace video in your top eight. It would be everything that, that people are talking about because it's a, mo- they're going to create something that's going to go viral. Yeah. Cause that's what they do. That's what Logan Paul does. And that's what he's looking for. Like the stuff of the Royal Rumble with him and Ricochet viral moment the stuff where he did it with with roman at um crown jewel viral that's how he thinks that's how everyone should think in this match and you have the ridiculousness of seth rollins you have the ridiculousness of logan paul and the creativity of both men where they're both athletic they both know how to create a moment what the hell are they going to create at wrestlemania that's where the curiosity is they will create something spectacular just knowing seth and seeing logan's track record and the point of logan paul is that logan paul can take a loss right because as you stated logan paul is not there to win he's not necessarily there to lose either but he's there to create moments he's there to generate impressions and clicks and all the marketing and and make all the headlines that is logan paul's job like i was talking to somebody at work today and they asked me about it right they asked me about logan paul and they're like what do you think about it and i'm like from a marketing perspective it's fucking brilliant it's absolutely brilliant what they're doing with him and the fact that they have him coming in and you're using an influencer in the exact way that you need to. He is influencing people to watch the product. He's influencing people to come in and watch him get his ass handed to him. Time in and time out. Can Logan Paul take the fight to somebody? Sure. He absolutely can. He can go. But we're all there to watch him get punched in the face. And his job is to create those clips that they then to put out on YouTube, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. All the places, right? And he generates views. He generates clicks. He generates interest in the product. That's why he's there. Um, there's also Seth, who, when needed to, can pull out a pretty big win at WrestleMania. He has been known to do it in the past. He has been known to do it in the past, and he also needs a we say this all the time. He needs a win. I know they were talking on Sunday. He doesn't need a win, but no, Rollins needs a... I think... He needs a win. Rollins is in a really kind of weird position because he's Seth Rollins. We all love Rollins. He doesn't necessarily need a title, but I would agree that he needs a win because I don't mean this as an insult, but he's almost kind of becoming what Jericho was at one point in WWE where he's got a great gimmick He's got a great look. He's got, he's bringing in attention. Everybody loves him. Um, but they're not really doing a lot with him. They're not, they're just kind of keeping him in this holding pattern and they're not willing to put him back in the title picture. And they're not willing to really do much else with him besides have him work with like celebrities and put people over and that kind of thing, which that's not a position, a bad position to be in because you're wanted, you're needed. And in a lot of ways, Seth has taken a slight backseat to Becky. In some, in, sense, in, in some ways. In some ways he hasn't. In some ways he hasn't, but in some ways he has. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just between the two, they're just pushing Becky a little bit harder. You can tell that. And the two are connected. For me, I think Seth, and the problem is, is this match is going to happen first, is that Seth can't move. Seth can't really do anything 
for a title because you're not going to push them at U.S. You're not going to push them at Intercontinental. Because you're they, not going to push them at Tag because they've already done the U.S. title thing last during the fall with him. So your only your only choice is like either potentially have him go for Intercontinental, which eh, or you have him go for the Uwu, which he's already done. Which he's already you done. Can't... Which they've already done, but there are also the talks of you know breaking up the Uwu, and then there's your. Well, that's where I was going to. Okay. Is Seth can't move until the Uwu moves. Until the Uwu goes to somebody else. And whether it's split, whether it stays together, whatever it is, that's already gone for Roman. He's actually technically, I think, gone for Roman at least twice. Um, Possibly three. I know one for sure. One. It's only been one in T's for a second, but never a second. Yeah. Time. So Seth's not going to move until the Uwu moves. So he's stuck in the holding pattern. I think a win, especially over Logan Paul, even though it's the celebrity match and the celebrity should go technically over, I think Logan Paul can eat the loss because you can always give it back to him. He's there so infrequently. And supposedly this is it for Paul. This is the last thing. This is the last one on his contract, he says, whether you believe it or not. Because he said he was on their multi-year deal and it's only been one year, so... He may have another venture, which is why this might be the last one for now. Yeah, but, but I, I would bet know. it's the last one for now. Yeah. Or he's trying to put doubt in people's head going into WrestleMania. Um, I would say it's the last one for now. If it is his last one, they'll back the money truck up for him. Because he's worth it. He is worth it. I hate it. saying that, but he's worth it. Um, But yeah, I think Seth needs a win. I think it's good for Seth to get the win at WrestleMania, especially since I picked... Theory to win over Cena. I think you have Seth get the big win here, and he celebrates, and he's all excited and happy. I'm more curious about what the hell Seth Rollins is going to wear, because I'm sure it'll be nothing short of fabulous and weird and kind of freaky. Um, But yeah, I'm going Seth Rollins. Who are you... Who are you going with? It should be like a grand tuxedo. Since they're Ooh, hot. We, could tu- we could get a tuxedo match. It's like, it should be like a grand tuxedo with a large tail and everything. And, but like you, the comically large tail. The comically large tail, but you you bedazzle the, the crap out of it. Like everything's bedazzled, but it's like a it's a it's a. You have Seth Rollins written on the tail. Yeah, you do. What? Uh, you do something spectacular like that because it's Hollywood. So you like, you just think old school Hollywood with the, the with the tuxedo, and that's what you would do as a grand like look for him. And then you have the pant and just you know black and white pants or whatever. You do whatever you want for like the gear itself, but that's that should be the look. Big top hat, over the top, everything. Give him, give him a cane like he's the Joker or something. Just do all the things, make it like everything. Do, do you think they can get the rights to putting on the Ritz? Mm, no, I mean they could, but no, because then it's taking it out for the replays. Oh, I know, but just for the over to- over the top moment, it would be good. But no, I. It, that's what I would do, like, something like that, just so they're like, because you roll out the red carpet, it's all this big grandeur and everything, and it's like, he's the Hollywood star with the tuxedo and top hat and everything like that. Big glasses, like, just comically Seth Rollins. I don't know, that's what I would do. But no, going back to the match really quick, it's a credibility win that he needs. Just because he's eaten so many L's over the last year and a half. Yes, he's won the U.S. title. Yes, he was getting some wins during the fall, but... On big stage, big moment, he needs a credibility win just to put himself back there. And I think this is the perfect showcase for it. I'm going Rollins. Okay. You're going Rollins. 
I'm going Rollins. Eight ball does Logan Paul win? Don't count on it, says the eight ball. Magical Wheel of Fun. Wrestler 2. Wrestler 2, which is Logan Paul. All right. Moving on, the men's showcase. Three Profits are taking on Alpha Academy, who are taking on the Viking Raiders, who are taking on Braun and Ricochet. I believe this is a tornado tag. No, it's just a regular tag. Or is that for the game? That was just for the game because they don't give you regular tags in the game. Okay. So this is a standard tag team match between these four teams. We know Alpha Academy, they're teasing a split. We know Street Profits, they've teased a split in the past. Ricochet and Braun are put together. And then we have the Viking Raiders, who are solid as a rock. Um, We're going to see Montez Ford in, in high-profile spots. He's going to do some big moves, big whatever, big frog splashes, big, big dives. He's going to get a few moments. This is going to be wrestled really well. I don't know how much time they're going to get. Maybe five to seven minutes. Because it's just a showcase. It's a quick match. It's not going to be anything longer than that. I think Ricochet will get a big WrestleMania moment where he's on Braun's shoulders and does something epic. Um, in terms of who, who needs a win. I, I almost want to give it to the Viking Raiders. I feel like out of all of these, they're the most needing. They are the most needing. If my brain goes who wins the tag titles... They would make the most sense. It's not a number one contenders match, but it's kind of like, well, they just want a big match at WrestleMania, and they should get a title match, in, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown. It doesn't have to be a PLE title match. It just could be a TV title match. They would make a credible challenge win, fight. Um, Though Otis and Sammy interacting. Spoiler alert, I'm thinking Owens and Zayn win. Otis and Sammy having a, an interaction. Kind of like the idea of that. Um, it's easy to pick the Profits. It's very easy, because it's the Profits. I, I can't get behind Braun and Ricochet as a team. It's weird. It works, but it's just weird. Um, I just, I don't know about the, I, um, but they like Braun and Ricochet. Um, I, um, Braun and Ricochet win. I don't like the pick. I don't, I can't get behind the team, but I, logic tells me it's them. I'm gonna go get behind the Viking Raiders. Okay. I, just with the stuff that's been going on with the other two, it's like, yeah, Street Profits are an easy pick. Alpha Academy, there's stuff going on there. Um, it's likely that Maximum Male Models will cause a distraction of some kind for them or cause issues for them. Braun and Ricochet, I, I think it they get along well. I think, it like you said, it works. I just can't get behind it. So I'll go with the Viking Raiders. Yeah, it's just hard, but I just, I my brain goes, that's a WWE move. Uh, eight ball, do the Street Profits win? No. Okay, we'll come back to you. Uh, Wheel. Team 4. Team 4. Run and Ricochet. Run and Ricochet. Uh, 8 Ball. Alpha Academy win? All signs point to yes on Alpha Academy. Mm, okay. There you go. What's next? Up next! Dedicated to fathers with difficult children everywhere, Rey Mysterio taking on Dominic Mysterio. <gasps> Oh, Lord, Ray, take your son to school. This has been one of the most unique builds to a match in a very long time. Because this build has been going on for a while. And it's been building slightly in the background. Yes, uh -huh. Dominic and Ray have had words and, and they broke up and everything like that. And Ray had to move shows just to get away from his son. But the viral creations they have made for this feud... For all the holidays, I believe it started with Thanksgiving, mm. and then Christmas, Valentine's Day, where they've done all these social posts where Dominic has gone to, to his house and to the Mysterio home, and 
interrupted things, and they interrupted Valentine's Day, and they got arrested on what, at Christmas, I think it was, or Thanksgiving. It was one of them. He got arrested. It was Thanksgiving. It was he thanks- got arrested. Thanksgiving is when he got arrested, and all these things where it's like they've shown up at the house. It's just out of the WWE realm into a real life moment. They've created this magic. Where it's been building and building and building, and people have been waiting. Well, just can't they just make the match? And they just built to it. And it, all it took for was for Dominic to threaten his mother, for Ray to step in and punch his son. And they built to it and built to the moment of pushing Ray over the edge because Ray took a, the stern father stance of, I'm not going to fight my son. Not going to happen. Even though we were all telling him to do it. Everyone wanted him to shut Dominic up. Edge has been telling him for months to, to shut him up. But no one could. But it took him going after his mother to do it. All the Eddie talk, all these other things didn't matter. Bring the wife, the mother into it. Then as a father and a husband, you gotta step up and do what's right. And that's what Ray's doing. But it's been I... a strong, strong build to a match. And it was done outside of the normal way WWE does things. Which has helped it a lot. I do love a good slow build. I do love a well-executed slow build. And yeah. I think I think this has been very, very, very well executed. Because if you're going to have a long story that's kind of going on in the background, you need to be consistent. And they have been beyond consistent with this. And the one thing that has helped it, and the one thing that shouldn't have helped it, but did, was Dominic Mysterio doing hard time in the L.A. County Jail for a total of three hours. And then he has ridden that so hard he should buy it dinner all the way to wrestlemania and it has been him and Rhea have just owned the ever living shit out of it they have sold it and ray being the stern yet sympathetic father who will not attack his son because well his son is being misled he's being misguided he's got a bad influence around him he's got bad influences in judgment day around him Dominic just needs a little help, and maybe in this sense he needs a little tough love. Like, the the way that they've done this story has just been wonderful. I will say, it did get a little predictable there at the end, where it's like, no, he's gonna have to go after the mother to get Ray to do it. I still would have liked Ray to just finally have enough of Dominic's shit, and just be like, you know what? No. I love you, but I'm not going to take this off of you anymore. I don't owe you anything. Because there's a point in this where you sit here and you're like, I think it was when Dominic was bitching about his first car, that you just sit here and you're like, oh, shut up. All, my, is, all my friends got this, but I got this. and then just I, I got a BMW. It's like, son. Oh, poor baby. A BMW. Sit down. Oh, my God. A BMW. Like, your privilege is showing, right? Your, your privilege is hard showing. And that's the reaction you're supposed to have to this, which I love. But yeah, like there's there should have been a point where Ray just is like, I don't owe you anything. I have given you a life that I never had, and you're just spitting in my face. No. No, we're done. And just smack the shit out of him. Um but yeah, like this I have loved everything about this. I am looking forward to this match just to see how this this goes, because in terms of making Dominic, this has been brilliant. This has been very well executed, and if this is a send-off for Ray, and he goes away after this, and he retires, it's a perfect send-off for Ray. It's a great use of both guys leading into the, this match, leading into the show. I'm sure the mother and the sister will be there. I'm sure they will play a part in the match. Um, 
One thing that is not determined is if Rhea will, because Rhea obviously has a title match. Um, but and so it's not likely that she will be there. But the question now is, does Dom win this match? I don't know. Like the idea of the story would be Dom gets his comeuppance and Ray beats his son, and he gets taught the lesson. If Dom wins, I think the story would have to continue. I think it all depends on is this race last match or is it not race? Like I don't know if it is or not. Like he's going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow night, but I don't know if it's if he's done or he's transitioning to extreme part time because they like, have not it, they have not said it one way or the other. And I think they're going to say it tomorrow night, so it's very 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 hard to know since this is Rey Mysterio's weekend. Good, bad, or indifferent. He's going in the Hall of Fame. He's being recognized. He's on the cover of the video game. All the reasons, all the things. Honestly, I see Dominic getting his comeuppance here. I see him getting beat up. And I see Ray getting the win. Um, now, the rest of Judgment Day could play a factor in this match. Because, like I said, Rhea will likely not be a ringside with Dominic. So that leaves Finn and well, Damien to it, be with Dominic. I would assume it's just Damien since Finn has other issues to deal with. You don't need Finn for this. You you need Damien, who has nothing else going on. Yeah, but Finn's not going till night two. Yeah, but you don't you don't put Finn out there day, day one. You put Damien there with him, the protector. But still, he'll have backup. He'll have backup. Have backup. Yeah, and and Ray will have Escobar as backup too. So, and that could be where this is headed. Is you have Escobar. I think it was somebody mentioned this on Sunday. You could, well, but here's the thing. You had Escobar make the save on Monday, and you're turning Legato face, and you could almost set up a Legato Judgment Day feud coming out of WrestleMania where you have you have Escobar take up the mantle for Rey Mysterio because one of the things that we didn't talk about on the setup of this is this is going beyond just Dominic disrespecting Rey. It is Dominic disrespecting the lucha industry on the whole. yeah. And mocking it and making fun of it and, and like I said, disrespecting it. And that's where Escobar is taking offense where he's like, do you know who this man is? Do you know what this man has done? Do you know what he means to this industry? And you're out here acting like a bitch, basically. And Escobar is legitimately, like, it's a good use of Escobar to have him be offended. And the fact that Dominic is continuing to try to remove Ray's mask, he's trying to do all these other things, and Escobar's like, no. Absolutely not, no. So I could see coming out of WrestleMania, if Rey Mysterio does go more part-time, is this is his last match for a while, and you have Escobar and Legato take up the mantle with Dominic, potentially Finn and Damien all going against Legato. And that's that's what you do with them coming out of WrestleMania. Because the way that you recover Dominic is Dominic, you know, basically gets pinned, one, two, three, Rey wins, and then you have the beatdown after the match. See, the the trouble I have with this being Ray's last match, I expect Ray in Puerto Rico. He can be there and not wrestle. He can be there and not wrestle, but I, I have a feeling like they would want him. You do Ray and Santos versus Dom and Damien. This is me spitballing. I have no insider information. This means just thinking out loud. Don't listen to him. He's a mole. No. Um, <laughs> but for, for Backlash, you do... Ray, Santos, Bunny, V. Finn, Dom, Damien as a six-man tag. I wouldn't hate that idea. I wouldn't hate that idea. So if that's the case, Dom wins, setting Ray up to 
Dom wins in a fashion where they have to set up some sort of rematch, which is how you involve Legato and Bad Bunny in a six-man at, at, at Backlash, I think. Well, I mean, the way that you kind of do it is, again, you post-match shenanigans where there's a beatdown and Legato yeah. and or Bad Bunny could make the save for Ray, where because they're in L.A., so it's not like you couldn't get Bad Bunny to show up, because I think he lives in L.A., or he's there has or been something. contact where yeah um there's been contact for um bad bunny to possibly do something at mania what it is i don't know yeah ray is ray is in advertisement for backlash well again he could be there he could be like here's the real the reality of it he could be in legato's corner he could be in bad bunny's corner he could be in somebody's corner and not wrestle oh i know but it says in that i know i understand it and they're all, all subject to change i'm just i know i saw it somewhere that it said he was in action i just had to to look for it um because it's it's wrestlemania babyface is more nine times out of ten a babyface wins at wrestlemania unless you're brock lesnar who ends the streak um dom beating his father gives stuff Dom stuff to brag about. I I um I don't know. My brain's over. Th- I, just, I you, think it's something got? of if Dom loses, how do you recover Dom? Right? Where do you put him in the feud with Legato and he beats down Escobar and that's how you recover him, or do you, or do you have Ray? I, I wouldn't worry about recovering Dom. Dom's fine, win or loss, because I don't know what Dom's ceiling is. I don't know what's the next progression for Dom. I, is he? Because he hasn't shown any signs he's going to be a championship-driven person yet. So I don't know. If there, you don't have to worry about that. You can rebuild him in any manner because he's, he's not. Rhea's. Huh? He's going to be Rhea's belt boy. Well, there you go. So it really doesn't matter win or lose what happens with Dom. Dom winning and having the win over his father that adds an egotistical edge. But the story dictates Ray should get the win because he gets gives the comeuppance to his son. Uh, I'm going Dom over Ray. Shenanigans involved in the finish. LOL. Ray Mysterio wins. Because it's Ray Mysterio. Eight ball does Dominic win. All signs point to yes for Dom winning. Will? Wrestler won. That's Ray. That is, in fact, Ray. Okay. Next match. Uh- up next, you have your women's showcase featuring Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita taking on Damage Control. Six woman tag. God, Damage Control needs a win. It needs it so hard. Oh, wait. Yeah, uh, the, the group needs a win if it's staying together. But I don't, I don't know, though. I don't know because you have Trish and Lita in this match, and logic dictates that Trish, Lita, and Becky are enough to beat Damage Control. But god damn, the group needs a win. Because it's very hard to take them seriously at this point, considering that they had such a strong start a year ago, and just, you know, where you've had them suffer loss after loss after loss after loss after loss, and they had a nice lift by winning the Women's Tag Championships, but they don't have those anymore. Becky and Lita do. So it's... I don't see how we're supposed to take damage control seriously, or really if we're supposed to care about damage control, and I hate saying that, because I love Dakota, I love Io, I love Bailey, but honestly, as a group, them coming out there talking shit, it's very much like it was with Bray, right? Bray would come out there, he'd give a great promo, he'd do all the spooky shit, we'd love it, we'd admire it, and then 
he loses the pay-per-view and then it was like you're right back to square one and it got to a point where you couldn't take Bray Wyatt seriously anymore because when it came to the big match he could not get the job done he could not win that's kind of what you got going on here with damage control. Um, Lamans in chat says you've also heard the rumor of Trish turning heel and feuding with Becky. If that starts Sunday or not, I don't know. It could. Yeah, I'll you get, could I'll, have Trish turn. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but I don't know. All right, so let's talk about that elephant in the room. So, if you've noticed in this build, Trish has been very supportive of Lita. There really hasn't been much of support for Becky. It's more Lita-focused. Lita's her bestie, and everything like that. She's eyeing Becky for something, and it's subtle hints in the background that, where they, like, Miz asked a question on, on Raw, and Trish never got a chance to answer it. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, Lita answered the question, she made her point, but Trish never did because they were interrupted. It would be cool to see Trish versus Bailey in a one-on match. But I don't think we're going to get that. I think the goal is, is the the, I, the talk is Becky Trish down the road, SummerSlam. That's your match, if not sooner. I don't know if the heel turn comes at WrestleMania though, because there's nothing at stake here for the turn. A turn would be more effective with belts on the line, where the Trish, that- where Trish accidentally cost Becky and Lita the belts, and that's the catalyst for the start of a turn because here oh you just turned on them here it didn't cost them anything it's not setting up you're miss there's a, a launch point that's missing because it's oh you lost the match but you didn't lose why she came out in the first place was to support them in a championship win I can't see a turn. I just can't do it because it, it makes zero sense to me to have the ultimate baby face, face Trish Stratus turn. I can more see Becky doing it. I mean, they could do it with Trish. They could turn Trish heel, but it's going to be very, very difficult to turn Trish heel. Um, Much in the same vein that it was very difficult to turn Edge heel. Because it's Trish, right? She's a legend. She's a Hall of Famer. We all love Trish, right? Like, Trish could ride that for the rest of her life, and we would love her for it. Um, What I can see happening is more Trish... Trish costs them, like Trish botches something, or she screws up, or maybe she's not as ready because she hasn't been around as much, she's been busy doing other things, and so she hasn't had time to train, you know, whatever excuse you want to give it. But Trish basically costs them the match in the sense that she screws up. And Becky kind of gets in her, starts to get in her face a little bit. Like, Lita's like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, you know, shit happens, it's fine, we'll recover because you and I are still the tag team champs. And then it happens again, like you say, Trish could cost in the title, or Becky and Trish could continue to rub against each other, and just, like, friction between the two of them. Because we don't know how long Trish is going to be around for. Um, we have no idea if she's doing Backlash or not. I don't think so. Um, I don't think she's doing so, Backlash, but she's she's here. She's here, but she's got other stuff going on. So it's like, I could see them, like, her basically screwing up, costing the match, doing something else, and Becky's, like, frustrated, pissed off leaves and then Trish and Lita's like nah it's cool I'll talk to her it's fine and then you begin to build that friction between the two but I don't see Trish turning heel I just don't okay so the the, the idea behind the Trish turn is she wants to do a heel run of some sort that, that, re- that, that that's why it's it's out there it's kind of what she's looking to try to do I don't think you 
you would you think that you would turn Becky? No, they're not putting Becky as a heel. They 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 want her as a, a top baby face because they they they've done the heel run with her. She works better as the as a baby face right now. I just okay, but we we go back to okay. So that's the heel turn scenario. Going back, getting away from that for a minute. Damage you you started with damage control needs to win, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's play out a scenario where okay, WrestleMania is full of surprises, correct? Mm-hmm. Damage Control wins this match and then challenges Becky and Lita to a match the next night for the belts. And that's where you could have Trish in the corner and accidentally cost them the belts. Because I don't know what Lita's role is going forward. Because you're going to have to get the belts off, belt off at her at some point. Because I don't think she's here long term with it. More more like Trish is, I think, has a general idea of where, she, where they're going. I don't know how, what Lita's role is active because... I don't think she wants to be full active, so I, you gotta get the belts off of her at some point. You could do a surprise title match the next night, because right now it's seven one day, six the other, you're missing a match. You could do something like that. Becky's talked about wanting to defend the titles on night two, so it's a scenario you could do. I feel if damage control lose, you kind of have no choice but to break them up. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, like, if they don't win, you got... <sighs> they need something. I don't see where you go with them after if they lose. Like, that's the thing is we talked about Dominic and we talked about recovering. I do not see how you recover damage control at this point without a win, without a long series of wins where you make them a threat. Because I understand why they didn't put the title on Bailey, but you should have had EO and Dakota kind of carrying and they didn't. Like, the one of the tag titles, and then they didn't do a really a lot with them. Like, they had some good matches, but ultimately they end up losing to Becky and Lita. And it was just, it's just been sort of there. It's just been sort of present. Like, it's a good group. It's a solid group. It has wonderful chemistry. Like, all the things are there. They're just, for whatever reason, they're being really wishy-washy on how they push them. And I don't know if that's because they just don't have the personalities there to be able to work with them. I'm just, I'm not sure. What's going on what, with them? What hurt them is feuding with Bianca. What hurt them was feuding with Bianca off the rip and not taking the belt off Bianca for two months. That's what yeah. kind of ha- that's what hurt Damage Control. You had to put the belt there to give them instant credibility, and you didn't. And that's long term yeah. story. Where and it would have been one thing if the Damage Control went up against. If it would have been one thing if Damage Control went up against um, Bianca and beat them, and she beat Bailey once. And then they moved on, and then you damage control do their thing afterwards and get away from um, Bianca. But Bianca won it week in and week out, week in and week out. When when the title was on the line, she kept it, and that's what hurt damage control. The, the tag titles going back and forth with them that that side tier stuff. The main focus was the women's title, and she lost repeatedly. Oh yeah, and yeah, like they four were, times. They were they were they booked damage control in a spot where not as a group that's been there for uh, they booked them as a group that's been there for two years rather than two months because two years you could have done that repeated loss feud and it's fine but two months in they needed a big win they never got the big win when it mattered most and that's what hurt their credibility damage control can recover you can move them to SmackDown and have them run. There, you could have damage control turn on on Bailey, and that's how you break them up. Because so you keep a tag team together in EO and Dakota, but you you break Bailey off. I know this is Bailey's project, and Bailey wants to keep damage control around, so that's why I don't see them breaking up. I see them finding a different path at some point because she likes the idea of a group. Because you don't, the one thing we never have is a women's stable, and we're in a we're in a situation where you need six months to eight months is like 
you try an experiment, just because it hasn't fully worked doesn't mean you give up on it, though. And I think long-term, keeping damage control together, at least through the summer, wouldn't be the worst idea. You give them a new focus. You give them a new plan. I don't think you're going to take Rhea out of Judgment Day. No, like, Rhea doesn't need a group, though. Rhea doesn't need a, a women's group. She, she, Rhea's going to be a dominant women's champion. She doesn't need the group. Um, see, I can see it where, and they haven't really teased it, but you kind of have Dakota and EO walk away from Bailey, right? Because, like, the one thing you could argue is that Bailey's been kind of holding them back. Like, EO and Dakota have both found success. They've both been doing their thing. And being with Bailey has helped them, but it's also hurting them. And they can't really do anything. They can't really move forward because they're, again, stuck in a holding pattern with Bailey. So it's, you know, it's been real. It's been fun. Thanks for the ride. But we're going to go do our thing. And maybe they, after the match, they walk away. And that's where you start to set up stuff between damage control in terms of them splitting apart. Because if the title moves, that's going to open up a whole new world of challengers. And you could almost turn Bailey back to a somewhat of a baby face, which would allow her to feud with Rhea. But Bailey has done stuff with them, man. It's like that was that kind of part of the problem. Was like, well, they won the women's tag titles twice. They've done stuff. They've been on ba- major shows. So Bailey, Becky's point was kind of incorrect. Who wins? I can't not pick them. I'm sorry. It's it's Trish, Lita, and ba- Becky. Like, as much as I want Damage Control to win, as much as they need the win, Lord help them, it's the Legacy match, it's the Icon match, it's Trish and Lita with Becky. There's just too much girl boss going on there for them to lose without major... Um, going Damage Control. They need the win. I can see, I see all the points for the, the Legacy team to win. I think Damage Control gets the win... Sets up the rematch for the tag titles, whether it's next night, Raw after Mania, whatever it is. I think that's that's your catalyst because this is not the end. This is just the the next step in the feud, at least to get the belts off of Becky and Lita, to set off the next Becky story, where she moves away from Damage Control stuff and they're onto Trish, or onto a new force in general. All right, so you're going. Legacy team, I'm going damage control. 8-Ball, does team Becky win? No, says 8-Ball. So that's, he's, they're going, 8-Ball is going, um, damage control. Wheel. No, that's Wrestler not the, three. no, go away, no. Wrestler 3! Wrestler 1. I was so close for him, it was so close again from hitting Wrestler 3. Um, Wrestler 1 is the legacy it, team. It's decidedly so. <laughs> the 8-Ball, the or the wheel wants me to wrestler three okay. all right next up next speaking of rhea ripley the smackdown women's championship will be on the line as charlotte flair takes on rhea ripley so rhea it it, it feels really really predictable that rhea wins this belt really and really perfect yeah i know it's fine it's everything that it needs to happen she won the royal rumble so she should go to wrestlemania win this title. Build's been alright. She's trying to overcome what happened three years ago 
at Pandemic Mania. Like, this is supposed to be her breakout moment. But it's Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair. It's the LOL Charlotte wins. And she's the, 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 the women's Cena. She's the women's Roman Reigns. You, it, It's a guarantee that when the big spot, she somehow walks out with a championship because that's her legacy. How do you stop that? You have Rhea Ripley. She's she's in a position where she's been built pretty solidly. The crowd wants her to have things. I think she will be the uber baby face in this one, even though she's part of a heel faction. She will be the baby face in all sense of the being, because I think the crowd wants to see good things from her and for her. I, my brain just goes, Charlotte, though. It's Charlotte, and it's just... It's, it's the nature of the beast. I, I want Rhea to win. I really, really do. And I'm going to pick Rhea, but it's Charlotte. And it's like, I would not be surprised that they go, hey, you know what they're not expecting? Charlotte winning, walking out with the title at WrestleMania. Because you want to shock people. And like, predictable is predictable, and predictable is great. But you don't want a full show that's pretty much predictable. And to be fair, there's a lot of unpredictability. No. No, no. No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. Because here's the thing. Before Charlotte was a Vince girl, Charlotte was a Hunter girl. And Hunter will always look out for for Charlotte. Like Regardless that's, of her dad being a tool, he will always look out for Charlotte. He, he's always looked out for Charlotte since day one. He's the one who got her in. He's the one who recruited her. He's He made her. He made her. So... Vince has, Vince has, if you listen to the talk of what people say, Vince McMahon may make suggestions. He has no creative input. You listen to Bruce Pritchard, you listen to Nick Khan. Both have said Vince is not in creative. He may give ideas. He may say, hey, I have this thought. But Hunter is still creative. He's the head of creative now and for a long time. He's embraced, this was the phrase, he, Vince McMahon has embraced Triple H as the head of creative. Um, so don't let reports go, oh my god, Vince McMahon. And I, we're going we're gonna to put this out there. Yes, Vince McMahon is going to be at WrestleMania. Congratulations. Everyone got the scoop of no scoop. Vince is going to be there because it's Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. He's going to sit there. He's going to watch the show. He's going to laugh. He's going to cheer. He's Vince McMahon. But it's Hunter's show. If you have Rhea lose, she loses so much credibility or else Monster loses major luster. I agree. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if she loses. I w- I'm picking Rhea. I'm just throwing it out there. In all the matches, out of them all, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte retained. I think there is I think there is a point where predictability can be good. I would hope that they, they've seen that in the past they face this situation, and it doesn't necessarily go over well. Especially when you're trying to paint Charlotte as a babyface and Rhea as a heel. Um, like, it is Charlotte, and it's LOL Charlotte wins, right? Like, and we've seen it in the past, and it's annoying. Every time it fucking happens. Nobody, except for the one time I think that she won, won the title at Mania. After that, her being inserted in matches and her winning the matches was annoying. And it's to the point that, like, they had, like, Charlotte had to go away for a while because we just were all tired of it. Of it. Right? We were tired of the gimmick. We were tired of her always winning. We were just tired in general. Because it got tired. It got old. 
Rhea, Rhea has a lot of momentum. And Rhea, I think Rhea said something to the effect of she needs this win to be a star. She's already a star. Don't, don't believe that. She's already a star. What this would do for her beating Charlotte at WrestleMania and getting that moment of winning the title would send her into that next upper echelon where she really needs to go. They've, it's been a long time since Rhea's had a title run. She's not had one, I think, on the main roster because she had, she was kind of stuck in that really weird period where she got called up during COVID. It was a little awkward. It was a little weird. Um, and she's just been kind of there and she's just been kind of drifting. She's going back and forth between NXT and the main roster for a while. And now she's here. She's in Judgment Day. She's settled in. She's found a gimmick that works for her. And the momentum is behind her. And she's rolling into WrestleMania with that momentum against Charlotte Flair. She beat Asuka for the title. It's been a minute then since she beat Asuka for the title. And if we, none of us remember it, that's not good. It was that Pirate Mania. Is that Pirate Mania? Okay. That's right. That's right. That was her first main roster win. God, has it been that long? It's been two years. Okay. It's been two years. But, so this would be her second title win if she wins. I completely respect LOL Charlotte wins. I just, everything is right. It's the perfect storm. And I do agree that they could do it for shock value. And shock value is good. But I don't think it applies here. I think when the when all the signs are right, when everything is pointing to it, they need to read the fucking room and they need to go, okay, all right, this is what the people want. They need to do it for the people. They need to do it for The Rock. They need to put the title on Rhea just because, one, it will legitimize Rhea, and two, it will give Judgment Day some credibility that, frankly, they really sorely need. Because yeah. that's the other side of this, is that Judgment Day is in this really weird spot Maria and Dom are off doing their own thing, and they're doing their mommy-dom thing, right? Then you have Finn and Damien over here, and they're trying to do things on their own. And it's just not right, because they're kind of in their own little separate groups. This would be a way to help bring Judgment Day back together. This would give Judgment Day a win. This would be a good showing for them. And this would be a good showing for her, because now this moves her forward and puts her back up into that, that upper echelon again. Where you need her to be. And she can carry that title for a while, right? She can carry it for a good, long while. Or she could carry it for a month. Just need something. You need something. You need something. You need to do something different. You need to do something that legitimizes her and her work for what she's doing. So, at the end of the day, you're going... I'm going Rhea. I'm going Rhea. April, are you going Rhea? Concentrate Wheel. Wrestler 2. Okay, 8-Ball. Everyone else is on the Rhea thing, so 8-Ball, will Charlotte Flair win? Yes, definitely. God damn. <laughs> and just, just to add one more point to this, I know we already picked, but it would also be a nice callback to the COVID mania where Rhea lost to Charlotte, where yeah. they did the LOL Charlotte win. It would be the nice callback for Rhea to beat Charlotte. It's, it's, it is, in fact, the redemption, yes. And... They haven't, as far as I know, played that too much in the story. A little bit. But they didn't hit it very hard. All so, right. before we go to break. Okay. Before we go to break, sorry. One last match. Okay. Your supposed main event, the WWE Tag Team titles, will be on the line as the Usos take on a reunited Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
You want to talk about long-term storytelling. This one had long-term storytelling. Oh my god. This has been phenomenal. This whole roller coaster of a ride with Sammy and Kevin and Jay and Jimmy and the bloodline and all the things that have gone on over the course of 12-ish months. I know who I want to win. I know what I want to happen. I just don't know if it's going to actually happen. They built the reunion of Sammy and Kevin up so well. Like, they've done small, small teases here and there. They've had Kevin give, you know, I'm done with you. I'm over you. I'm done being your friend. I'm done because he was all full of bloodline. And they've been doing this since August or whatever it's been. And Kevin has sort of stood his ground of not being it being there for Sammy because Sammy was full on um, bloodline and then the Royal Rumble happened and everything where where Sammy you know turns on Roman and gets his big match at, at Chamber and then has to get a friendship back with, with, with Kevin they did everything right they, they took you on this roller coaster of oh it's going to be simple Kevin came out to make a save at Elimination Chamber so they're going to be back on the same page and Kevin's like no, you gotta earn the. He made him earn the friendship. He made him like really think about it and get to that point. And he just told this great storytelling. And then you've had everything with the Usos and Jay and Jimmy. And is there friction there? And with all the bloodline stuff, it, this is just wonderful storytelling to the point where you are honestly now in a position where a tag team match is has the potential to be the main event of day one of WrestleMania. You don't see a tag team match in the main event of WrestleMania, really ever. First WrestleMania, yeah, but name another WrestleMania where their tag match was a main event. It's been a long time if it's ever been one, because in my days, it's all been WWE title matches in the main event, and then the rare occasion where the Smack where Women's Championship was in the main event. It's all singles, triple threats, fatal four ways. Never a tag team showdown. Mm-mm. So it's been thirty something years where. You have a chance to do it because I think officially they're going to be listed as co-main events of night one, the women's title and this, however you want to book it. I think they're trying to save some face there. Um, but this is this has got to be the moment. This is Kevin and Sammy's moment. They win the belts. Usos have had the belts forever. Not as, long, not as long as Roman, but they've had them for a long time. Everyone last year thought, oh... Usos were dropping the belts to like Shinsuke and Nakamura, Shinsuke and um, Boogs, and then Boogs got hurt, and they kept the belts on the Usos because that was like some thoughts. And that was the last year's WrestleMania. This is the, and they opened the show last year. Now they're gonna close night one. It's like, ooh, we got we got something here. And then they t- they took the belts off of RK Bro and, and carried them since. Um, this is Sammy and Kevin. That's how the story ends. You crack it's it's crack one in the bloodline. They lose the belts because, spoiler, Cody's going to go over, maybe, possibly. We'll talk about that after the break. This is this is the moment you got to do it. Give them belts. Let them have a run. Do something special. Has to be for a couple months at least. Got to put baby faces over as your champs. Let them run. See where it goes. Ride the, ride the wave until the wave, you know, comes to a crashing end. Sammy and Kevin walk out with the belts. We've said this forever and ever. Endeavor, but we've recently seen it, which is at some point the bloodline has to begin to cracks. At some point, the bloodline has to begin to suffer setbacks, and at some point, all the past issues. Because yes, I'm going to go there. I'm going to ride this horse until it is dead. Um, 
At some point, the past issues, especially with Jimmy and Jay, are going to have to come to the surface, especially with Jay and how Roman has treated him, how he was brought in, how the bloodline was even started. All of that at some point has to bubble over. It has to come to a head and Roman has to be able to account, right? And the way that you can start doing that is by having the Usos and I mean, really, they already technically started it with Sammy because you had Jay have to go off and think for a while, right? He had to, he had a serious situation, which is that, okay, all right, yeah, I, I've been here, I've had success, but I was also, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to do have this. They made me. So is that what I really want? Are they really my family? Because if you noticed, Jay didn't say that they were family, at least to Roman. I think there's something else going on with Jay that we don't see. I'm not suggesting that there would be a double cross of Jimmy. I don't think that would occur. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's one coming for Roman. But I think the way that you can get there with it is that the Usos finally do lose the titles. I would completely agree. It's time. Right? The bloodline has to suffer a setback. They have to suffer a loss, especially depending on what happens with Roman. You have to have those cracks begin to happen. And the way that you start that is you have Jimmy and Jay lose, right? They lose the tag team titles. They go to Sammy. They go to Kevin. That's how you kind of pay Sammy back a little bit for losing to Roman at Chamber is you give him and Kevin the consolation prize, which is the tag titles. You run with them because, as you mentioned, they did a beautiful job of bringing Sammy and Kevin back together because when they split up the last time, it was absolutely just brutal to the point that it was kind of a scorched earth situation between the two, and they really haven't brought them back together much since until now, where it makes complete sense that you have Sammy and Kevin kind of reluctantly um, come back together to fight the force that is the bloodline um i'm kind of down with sammy and kevin you close with the feel good moment you close with them celebrating of them hugging and oh my god and you just cut to the back with roman standing there grinding his vein popping out of his skull at what has occurred that his in that his two i don't even know what they are it's his Best guys his, side his, chicks his family, what are they his family members his it, two family members failed it's the foreshadowing of, is this a sign of things to come? And yeah, is this an ill? That's how you end it. It's a, it's a foreshadowing of, is this the end of the bloodline? Tune in tomorrow yeah. night to see if it happens. Yeah, this is, is this an ill wind? Um, because I have little doubt that Solo may get involved in this, and we may see Cody, we may not about it, but you have, there will be shenanigans in this because it is the bloodline. But yeah, I can see Sammy and Kevin winning, and standing there and he's just like god damn it and then you open night two with roman basically re or put it out on social or whatever with roman jay and jimmy the riot act like they get backstage and he just rips into them to the point that it triggers something in them right that maybe they both kind of stand there and they look at each other right because Jimmy isn't blind. Jimmy's been seeing what's been going on this whole time. And Jimmy's been somewhat complicit in it. But let's not forget that Jimmy was somewhat forced to join the bloodline as well. And I can picture the two of them kind of standing there looking at each other like, this is some bullshit. And maybe that's where the cracks begin to show. And maybe they don't help Roman. Maybe when Roman needs them most, they're not there. But we can talk about that later. Um, 
here's your final shot. It's not of Roman Reigns. It's of Paul Heyman. There's a shot of Paul Heyman nervously, and you just hear loud noises coming out of a phone of Roman yelling on mm-hmm. Heyman, on Heyman's phone, as if you like you cut away and it's like Heyman's. You see him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. And that's how you you get it. There's your nervousness. You have you have Heyman sell it for Roman because you don't need to show Roman night one. You need to show Roman night two. But it's that nervousness and it's like he gets the call and then they have to have a game plan meeting and you hear about it on the pre-show next night of, well, how's Roman Reigns going and the bloodline going to regroup after last night? And that's how you set it. It's it's slow. It's it's little details that like that. But the final shot of night one is Kevin and Sammy holding up the belts as the fans go crazy. Yep. So I'm going, I'm going Kevin and Sammy. I am going the KO and Sammy show. Magic 8-Ball, do the Usos retain? It is certain, according to the 8-Ball, that the Usos retain. We'll Wrestler two. have the challengers, KO and Sammy, picking up the win. Okay, well with that, we are going to take our first and only break of the evening. So when we come back, we will be talking all about WrestleMania Day 2, Night 2, for your listening pleasure. So you're listening to Rock right here on WildTalkRadio.com and we will be right back. Control the stage, control the cage. We got the power, we got the rage. Control the stage, control the cage. We are the puppet masters. They go with fast, we faster. And we don't take a day off. We got to roll right past you. Three of the baddest, see just how we manage. Dangerous but fancy, sweet but fun. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? What they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Simpson. Every Sunday night, the evolution continues with Wrestle Talk Radio, giving you all the latest happenings in sports entertainment. With the intern, the producer, the original Tim Stein, and sometimes, a Kate Sheep. It's WTR Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network.
Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock? N. Sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. You think you know me? Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. And welcome back to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch, you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available. Free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat into the archive we are happy to have you any way we can get you if you are just joining the show we have just finished with wrestlemania day one and now we are going to wrestlemania day two (laughs) an hour and a half later good (laughs) god okay we said it was going to be a long one boy (laughs) howdy wrestlemania Hey, we're, oh, we're, man. we're making up for it because we're gone for a month, so it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's all fine. Um, all right. I can tell you some of these are not going to require as much thought. Namely, this next match: Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Oh, I, I got God. Let this be short. I got opinions on this one. Okay, so this this is not going to be anyone's cup of tea, everyone's cup of tea. Everyone since day one when they said, "Hey." This is going to be a match went, uh, 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 whatever. Like, it's just going to be, eh, it's Brock and Omos. Why do I want to see it? Well, we're going to see it because it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be one of those moments where you go, holy crap, Brock Lesnar gets a big man up on his shoulders and boom, drops him for an F5. Yeah, it's going to be five minutes, but guess what? I want five minutes of Brock Lesnar at 200 miles per hour like he was on, on Raw. <laughs> because that's going to be fun. And he just runs into a wall. Over and over and over and over again until he finally breaks through the wall. And it's going to be something special for a big like moment you can replay of. He picked the big man up and dropped him. He put, took him to Suplex City and got him down. Like, why I say it's not, going, it's not for everybody, no. Why I say it's going to be big is because you listened to the crowd a couple weeks ago when they got face-to-face for the first time, and people were, oh, holy shit. The Twitter audience doesn't want to see it. I really am not, like, fully invested into it, but I kind of want to see Brock Lesnar whoop Omos' ass. I want to see if he can, because it's older Brock. It's not Brock from 20 years ago who got the big show up with ease. This is older Brock. He He's 40-something years old. 
He's not as strong as he once was, and at the same point, he is. But Omos is a big dude. Really big. But this match should not go longer than five minutes. <laughs> it really shouldn't. But we say that as jokingly, but most Brock matches don't go past ten minutes. The only matches that for Brock that go past ten are the ones he has with Roman. Everyone else is short. Everyone else is really quick. Especially in, in situations where he's up against a strong powerhouse. They're quick matches. They don't go on forever. They're five, six minutes. They feel longer than that. But bell to bell, it's like five minutes. And that's what you got here. It's not gonna. It's gonna be you know about ten minutes overall entrances on and spectacular stuff. If Omos beat Braun at Crown Jewel, I would have more believability that he can beat Brock. Omos is here to get beat. I don't care what you do with Omos after, because you haven't done anything with Omos since Crown Jewel anyhow. He's a big guy who gets beat in a situation like this. This is a Brock Lesnar needs a win. I'm gonna say that. I don't know what Brock's future is, but Brock needs a win here because Brock hasn't won anything of significance in a year. And even when he was winning last year, he won Chamber but he, and, and the, the title, but he it wasn't really spectacular. Brock wins. Brock needs a big singles win to really kind of like, okay, Brock's back. Because the credibility is kind of kind of losing it a little bit with Brock. It's a little bit it's, it's weaker than it was because he lost to Roman a bunch. Brock needs a credibility win. Like we talked about Seth needing a credibility win. Brock needs one too, and this is his at WrestleMania. You know who's going to win this match? My fridge. <laughs> because unlike Rock, I am tragically incurious about this match. I really, I hate saying this, don't give a flying fig about it. It does nothing for me. And it really, really, really doesn't do anything for me. Like And, that, the, and that's fine. It's just, it's two, as Casey has coined... Two big, beefy men slapping meat. TM. TM. Registered <laughs> trademark. All rights reserved. Um, checks in the mail. It's Brock. I mean, it's LOL Brock wins, right? Like, I hate to keep using that that phrase, but it's LOL Brock wins. Like, there's there's no other way to put it. I'm sorry. There's just, there's no, it's Brock. It's It's going to be Brock. Like, the whole point... The whole point is to showcase Brock. Like, let's let's be real. The rumor around this match is that Brock and Bray were supposed to go. Brock said no, he wanted Omos instead, and so he got Omos over Bray Wyatt, who is no longer on the show, by the way, um, due to reasons. And we hope you're doing well, Bray. But yeah, no, this is this is the Brock Lesnar show all the way, 100%. And no, it should not be longer than five minutes. Brock wins. Brock wins. Eight ball, Brock wins? Yes, definitely. Wheel? Wrestler won. Brock wins. All right. Moving on. Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair taking on Asuka. Bianca has had a wonderful run. This will mark a 12-ish month reign for her. Um, un- Uninterrupted reign, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's been phenomenal. She is carried the belt with honor and dignity she's been a wonderful brand ambassador for wwe she's become the face of the women's division and none of that will change if she loses to oscar because bianca belair at this point really has nothing left to prove she has proven herself worthy in every way she was worthy before she ever won the title but she has probably proved it to the hi- the haters and the doubters at this point that she is the future of wwe she is the future of the women's division 
She is the EST in every sense of it. Um, that being said, the title needs to move. I'm sorry. It does. It's been a year. We talked about it earlier where they sacrificed damage control on the altar of the continued reign of Bianca, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But to get the 12-month reign, we've had a lot of credible women step up. We've had a lot of credible women get knocked down. We've had some great storytelling, but the title needs to move. It needs to change. As much as I love Bianca, as much as I love her champion, it's time. It's past time um, for her to, unfortunately, lose the title and pass it to Asuka. Just because Asuka's another person rolling into WrestleMania with a lot of momentum, especially with the new character that got launched at Rumble, and they've been doing a wonderful job building that character up. And with the nature of it, one loss this early on in the process, especially a big loss like this, will hurt it. Mm -hmm. And it will undo all the good work that she's put in over the last few months since Rumble. So, unfortunately for Bianca, I have to go with Asuka on this. So, everything you said is pretty much spot on. I, I think Bianca wins. I think she holds the title. I don't have the facts or the numbers because I'm going to go look them up now. I, 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 I just need to look something up in terms How of... How do you point at her? I don't know. I, I, again, I don't know these th- this yet. I don't know what you do or how you do it but i have i have i have a hunch about something and i'm i'm searching for it now bianca belair is a special talent they have and she hasn't she's had the belt for what a year now she's she got her big win over um over becky last year she's beat sasha wrestlemania to win a belt and she held it for a long time i just look at bianca and i go they have something really special and the fact that she kept the belt all the way through with um, the Bailey stuff, I go, well, there's got to be an end game. And WrestleMania is the end game. WrestleMania is the end game. But I don't think it is now. I think it's going to go a little longer. I don't know if it's the right idea, but I, th- I just get this feeling of she could keep the belt. Because what they've done with Asuka has been all right, but they haven't like made the new look as dominant as you thought they were going to coming out of it. She doesn't feel like that hot act where it, it like the moment there's no momentum there that goes, Well, she needs this win to do something. Asuka's Asuka Asuka's done everything. Asuka's had the long reigns. She's had the short range. Like Asuka has all the credibility in the world. And I don't know if Asuka beating Bianca does enough for Asuka the Asuka overall. And this is me looking long term. Bianca's two and at Mania. I think she goes three and I just get it's a hunch. I feel like could Asuka take the belt from her at some point? Yes. But keeping her undefeated at Mania Bianca undefeated at Mania, I think that's the play here. I don't know if it's the right play, but I think that's the play they're going for. So I'm going Bianca in this one. Okay. Eight ball. Asuka win? Better not tell Okay, we'll come back to you. <coughs> it's very indecisive tonight. Wrestler two. Wrestler two has has Asuka. Okay, eight ball. Does um, Asuka retain or Asuka win? Yes, definitely. Hey, Witchy with the raid. Thank you, Witchy. Thanks for the raid, Witchy. Hi, everybody. We're talking WrestleMania night two. I don't know why sound didn't go off because it should, but thanks for the raid. We appreciate you and everything you do. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for all the viewers bringing them in. Appreciate it. We're doing our WrestleMania preview tonight. We're only starting day two. 
So <laughs> there's a lot more to get into. Thank but you. day two is shorter than day one. For now. For 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 now. So that that that's cool. Curious why sounds should go off. Sounds should go off. There should be a thing. I don't know why there's no thing. My bad. Yes, just there's, there's just a thing. Going. There, there, just, there, just, there, just, there, just, there should be a thing. I'm, I'm curious why it's there's It's 11:48. You just keep, keep going. You, you keep talking. I'm doing things. Keep talking. You were in the middle of a point. No. Oh, was I? Yes. No, you're I was talking saying, about Bianca being a special talent. Or no, no, no. We, no, we, we had doing... to move the eight ball. Eight ball said definitely. Okay. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, you can move on. Yeah, we're good. I know where we're at. Go. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Moving on. The Hell in a Cell match. Hell in a Cell. And Finn Balor, where we may or may not have a demon. I don't care who wins this match. I want this feud to be over. I'm sorry, I do not mean to complain, but this has been the longest, most winding, most meandering feud in the history of feuds. I think, at least for me, it does nothing for me at this point. Like, nothing. Nada. Zero. Right? Like, it's just... It's Edge and Finn Balor who have taken too many breaks, and it's just taken too long to get to this point. Like, technically... If you look at it, the hell in the cell is justified, but at least for me, there's just no heat on this. There's none. Like, even bringing the demon out, it's just like, ooh, wow, that's cool, but ultimately, there's just, there's nothing about this other than it's over that makes me happy, you know? And again, I hate saying that, because this will be a phenomenally good match. It's Finn Balor and it's Edge in Hell in a Cell. They are going to do... Stupid things just to do stupid things. They're going to take risks. This is going to be excellent. And I hate that I'm not more into it because I should be. But again, it's been a long feud. It's been a meandering feud. Edge has gone away to go shoot TV. Finn's gone away. Or Finn's gotten hurt. You know, the list goes on and on and on in terms of why this feud has taken so long to get here. Because it's been, what, eight months? Yeah. Since since Edge got kicked out. Like, we talk about long-term storytelling. We talk about doing a slow burn, and there are ways to do a slow burn right, which they did with Ray and Dominic. And then there are ways to do a, sl- a slow burn wrong. This is the example of doing a slow burn wrong. Because you've had Edge and Finn face in other forms, in the in the forms of uh, tag matches, mixed tag matches. Like, they've met. We, we, we did the I Quit match between uh, Finn and Edge in October. We've had it. We've seen it. The match is going to be good. But we're at a point where it's just, it's not as interesting. It just, yeah, it's not going to ring my bell. So unfortunately, it's like, I I will watch it. I will be entertained by it. I will like it. But ultimately, God. Um, Here's the thing. Edge is planning on doing, trying to do crazy things. What that means, I don't know. But that's what he wants to do. He's trying to get them to agree to do crazy, crazy things inside the cell. That means somebody's going off the top. Someone's going off the side or the top or fire or tax or so, some sort of spectacle where you do a, you can redo the flaming table spot from 23 or something. I don't know. You could do something. Something stupid. They're, they're going to try something weird. They brought back the original Hell in a Cell color of the cage. Thank goodness there's no more red, blinding red. Thank goodness that's not a thing. Um, it's just, we talked, as we said, we've talked about good storytelling. Ray and, Ray and Dom, good storytelling. Uso, Bloodline stuff, good storytelling. Well, this is good storytelling, it's just, if this was a four-month feud, it was perfect. It's eight months. You missed four months. 
and it was really gaps in the in the in the holes and you were waiting for it to pick up and it didn't pick up again for from October till the end of January. You had three months where nothing happened and it just sort of like felt flat. And you got the mixed tag, which was fine, but the wrong team won and I didn't think Judgment Day needed to win and then you cost each other matches and you got fed up and now we're going in, in the cell and Edge is tired, only has a few things left to do and now He's like, oh, well, I'm, I got to get over this. So this is the end between the two. Edge is going to go off to do something different. Finn's going to go off to do something different. God, finally, they're going to be just doing something different. I don't know what you do with either men afterwards. But for a long time, since Hunter took over, everyone's like, Hunter's going to rebuild Finn. And how do you do it? Beat Edge in the cell. That's what you got to do. The demon, if you're bringing, especially if you're bringing out the demon, you got to rebuild the demon because it's been years to a year and a half since we've seen the demon and the last time the demon was here he lost to some kooky shit with a ring with the ring and, and roman yeah that was some kooky shit that t- just sort of was like oh that's that what never got gonna... explained never got explained it was just a weird way to beat the demon to give roman a win um finn needs us especially if it's the demon demon finn needs to beat edge I have a feeling we're going to get something really cool in the entrance variety from from uh, the Reddit R Superstar, based on rumors and speculation that an individual will be involved in the entrance. Very brood-like. Um, to bring out the devil in him. Um, it should be something. But yeah, this one, this one's a Finn match to win. Finn has to win. I, I love Edge, dearly. I really do. We talked about credibility earlier with the Judgment Day. We talked about how... The Judgment Day is another group. Started very strong. A little weird. Only gotten weirder. A year ago. And it's, it started a year ago. It started a year ago. They have meandered. They have really don't have an identity. They started to with Edge, and then they Edge out, and then they brought Finn in. And then they, they really kind of divided it down the middle when Dominic came in. Because you had Rhea and Dominic go off and do their own thing. And they're the ones that are really sort of no offense to Finn and Damien carrying the Judgment Day. And they have been for a while. Because Finn's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the star of the show. But he's almost an afterthought in it. Because the person that he's shooting with is taking breaks and going away because he has other commitments. And that's completely fair. But it's it's bad for Finn because he has nothing else to do. So you just have him and Damien off to the side. Sort of just waiting well, you have Rhea and Dominic out there doing their thing, carrying the gimmick or carrying the group and being the stars of the show. So you need to re-legitimize Finn Balor, one, as a threat, two, as the leader of the Judgment Day, because the way that they should be framing this, and I'm kind of disappointed they didn't do it, was for the very leadership, the very soul of the Judgment Day, right? Because Finn kicked Edge out and... Edge has not necessarily been fighting to get the group back, right? But he could be. And that's the story you're telling. But they're not. I'm not even sure what the story they're telling is beyond personal revenge. Um, It's it's personal revenge at this point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... But it's like, even then, there hasn't really been strong indications there. It's just sort of, no, we're going to fight again because we can, because they don't have anything. Um, So, yeah, I have to go Finn on this. I... As much as I love Edge, as much as I feel like Edge, because Edge, Edge has gotten a win. Edge got the win in the quit match, right? No, Finn did. Finn won the match. Finn's won the last. Finn's actually Finn won the, the mixed tag. Finn won the, the I quit match. Edge has not. Got, he got the win with 
he tied with Ray. And that's about it. Yeah. I but it hasn't done a lot for Finn. That's the problem. No, it hasn't. So that's why he needs this. Yeah, I I'm I gotta go Finn. I'm sorry. I do. I'm going Finn. April does Edwin? And it decidedly so. Wheel Wrestler two. That is Wrestler two Finn. is Finn. Okay. What's next? Up next, we have the women's showcase. Part two. Liv Morgan and Ra- Raquel Rodriguez are taking on Talia and Shotzi, who are taking on Rhonda and Shayna, who are taking on Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Okay. Natty and Shotzi are not winning. Nope. Chelsea and Sonya should not win. I like nope. the Chelsea Green character, but if it was Carmella and Chelsea, they win. Liv and Raquel are great. I don't want them as a team. I, I Long term, I don't think that's a good direction for either woman. Both women they deserve to be single stars. This is easy. Rhonda and Shayna because going... because their next direction should be for the tag titles. Whether yep. it's taking them off damage control or Becky and Lita. That's your next few, that's your next goal for them. The the problem is Rhonda's health and she ha- is a little bit banged up going into this, so we'll probably limit her interactions in this match. But they're the ones who need this win because you can need to build them as the team and the force coming out of it. I have to agree with that. I I like Liv and Raquel, but looking at this list you have, you really just have people thrown together. Ronda and Shayna is something that I think people have wanted to see for a long time, especially as a team, as working together. Um, and it's been good from what I've seen of it so far, but it could be better. It could be stronger. And let's all be completely honest. It's Ronda, right? It's Ronda. It's WrestleMania. It makes complete sense to have Ronda win here because... Beating Ron and Shayna really isn't going to do a lot for anybody else in this match because it's a tag match; it's not one on one. So I would say, yeah, I can back up Ron and Shayna winning. It's it's the move that makes the most sense. Magic Eight Ball does Chelsea Green's team win? Sources say nope. Okay, I don't like your sources. My sources are better. Wheel, <coughs> wrong spin. Wrestler two. Don't count that one. That doesn't count. This is the one that counts. Team two. Same result. This one counts. Team two, which is team two. It's like, you will have Natalia and Shotzi and you will... There you go. Because it wouldn't have been fair to spin it the other way. Anyway, so there you go. Okay, moving on. Our IC title is on the line as Gunter defends against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I want this to be so tight, it's not funny. Like, I fully expect... Yes, it is too big. It's actually technically three. But we have big beefy men slapping me. But we have um, an exclamation point meat now. <laughs> That's a command. You need to take out the two and just have big beefy men slapping meat. Okay. Um, I can do that. But this match, I fully expect this to be hard hitting. I expect this to be tight. I expect Seamus to be redder than a lobster head when he's done because he fighting these two he's fighting drew and gunter this should be very 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 good considering what gunter and sheamus did back at clash at the castle we're adding drew into the mix yeah just going back up yeah yeah like just throwing drew in that mix yeah 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 this is this is gonna be good it is big beefy man just slapping meat over and over and over and over again Seamus' chest is going to be red and ripped apart. 
Drew's chest is going to be red and ripped apart. Hopefully they figure out a way to do it to Guther's chest and red and rip it apart. They're, it's going to be physical. They're just going to light each other up. And it's going to be fantastic. The crowd's going to be at the edge of the seat. You're going to just hear it every time they lay in that shop. Boom. Boom. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right, Litchie, thanks for taking time out to join us. Yeah, um, have a good night. But boom after boom after boom. It's just, it's going to be special on Sunday when they get in the ring. And I'm looking forward to every single second of it. I don't know. I, I don't know who's winning, but God, I'm looking forward to this one. I think everybody wins, just in general. Well, you yeah, know? Well, yeah, you're going to get a really good match that people have been talking about for a long time. Yeah. But there's outcomes here where you go, huh, I wonder what they can do. Because there's your typical WWE outcome, Drew McIntyre wins because it's Drew McIntyre and they give him big wins and in big moments and they didn't give him the Clash at the Castle win. So Drew needs a win to where it's like, hey, he can win the Intercontinental Championship. Comes full circle for it for him because that's where he was headed originally as the chosen one, right? Then there's the predictable. Let's keep Gunther's reign going because Gunther's been really, really strong and Gunther's been unstoppable, especially with Hunter in charge of creative, where their main goal has been to make Gunther a big, big star. And guess what? He's exactly becoming that. He's becoming incredible number two heel on the roster. And has the potential to be in, showcased in premium live events in the singles capacity after this what, for the WWE Championship in whatever form it may be coming out. But then there's history. Sheamus has the one thing Sheamus hasn't done win the Intercontinental Championship. It's the last thing on that bucket list, on that wrestling bucket list for him. So, one final thing. Boy, wouldn't it be great to give it to him at WrestleMania. We talked about, it was brought up about Charlotte and, and stuff with, we mentioned how Charlotte is a hunter, hunter girl, right? Mm-hmm. Who's been a hunter guy since day one? Seamus. Hunter and Seamus go way, way back. Hunter's made sure Seamus has been looked at pretty well. I see Hunter going, let's give it to him. Let's have him beat Drew. Guther then has your out where he never lost the championship. But he's no longer the champion, so you protect Gunther at the same time giving Sheamus the Intercontinental Championship. It's a win-win, Michael Scott win. It would be the right scenario, I think. Let's all be honest. Sheamus has physical limitations regarding his neck. I know he has spinal stenosis. I know they've been kind of sort of trying to nurse Sheamus on along a little bit for quite some time now. Where they are trying to get the most that they can out of Seamus, and he can do this for as long as he possibly can. But we also know that Seamus is not working as much, and he's currently in a stable, and they've been doing that, mixing him between stables and tag teams as a way to extend his time. It makes complete sense. It's the Cinderella story. It's the good, feel-good moment. It's all the things you want, where Seamus takes the title, Gunter gets the achievement of being the Intercontinental Champion. He does it at WrestleMania in L.A. Not that I think L.A. has really any significance for him, um, but you you have him win the title at WrestleMania, and he achieves the Grand Slam champion status at WrestleMania. Um, like, could Drew win and get it? Sure. It would be a good feel-good moment for Drew. I completely back up that he needs the win. Could Gunter keep it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we, know, we know Gunter in terms of winning titles 
very long times. Um, but to me, I want Seamus to win. I want him to get the that last title that he doesn't have. I think he's more than earned it. I think he more than deserves it. I think you could put it on him and have Gunter or Drew take it right back off of him. Yeah. Because, especially if Gunter doesn't, like, eat the pin. If it's Drew that eats the pin, because Seamus and Drew are probably going to anyway. So, you could have Drew eat the pin. Seamus wins the title, and then that way it doesn't hurt Gunter. It's not going to hurt Gunter anyway if he does. Because you know what? These three are going to be ever-living fuck out of each other. Before Seamus ever gets the win. Like, honestly, I expect Seamus just to fall on top of somebody in exhaustion and they don't kick out because they're like, God damn it, I just want to go home. Because they've just, they're that battered and bruised from this. So I'm putting my money on Seamus. I want him to win. I feel like he should win. But I wouldn't be offended if he doesn't. I'm going Seamus beats Drew. Guther survives or is protected without taking the pin. Gives Gunther a reason to be angry and set his sights on something bigger. And I can also sh- see there being shenanigans in the form of Hiram and um, Seamus' group the brawling, getting involved. The brawling brutes, yeah. Yeah, Pete and um, Ridge. A-ball? Like, Who, does Drew McIntyre win? Not so good. A-ball? Hmm. Does Gunther win? No. Okay, gonna give you a minute to think. Wheel. Wrestler 2. That's Seamus. Eight ball. Does Seamus win? Eight ball. We need you better not tell me. We need we need an outcome here. I'm gonna try this again. Eight ball does Drew McIntyre win? It is certain. Okay. Very undecisive. Better be decisive on this next one. It's your main event, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Alright. A match in a year in the making. It was supposed to be the co- summer Cody. And then he tore his bicep. Um, Peck. Peck, excuse me. One of those body parts. Tore his his boob off. Yeah, he tore his titty. Um, Your undisputed Uwu champion, Roman Reigns, the man with a 900-something day reign, takes on Cody Rhodes. I don't know how I feel about this because I think for so long we have operated under the assumption that it's Cody wins right like Cody leaves AEW comes back to WWE he he makes the grand return and it's written in the stars Cody Rose is going to beat Roman Reigns oh, no, I'm gonna correct you for a second it's written in the stars it's too late for that um <laughs> stars that Cody's gonna beat Roman right and we have operated under this I'm going to say assumption for about a year now because it makes sense to have Cody be the one dethrone Roman logic tells you this logic tells you this and then Sami Zayn happened and then you kind of sit here and you're like yeah Cody would be good but I kind of want someone else now and whether that's Sammy or whoever but it's like yeah Cody would be good and we talked about the predictable thing and when the predictable thing is applies and when it doesn't and them going for a shocking moment, especially to close WrestleMania. Now, the predictable thing is to have Cody win. It is. It is highly predictable and they would send the crowd home very, very, very happy because Cody, would, it would basically be the boyhood dream coming true. It is the pinnacle of all of Cody Rhodes' aspiration to be the first one in his family to win just the undisputed WWE. 
a world a, a world championship in general. Well, I thought his dad was the NWA champion. Okay. Oh, a, a, a WWF world champion. Um, but yes, Cody would be the first one to win the main title in WWE. His brother never did it. His father never did it. So it is Cody climbing that mountain, achieving his family's destiny, achieving his own destiny, and finally taking his place atop the mountain, dethroning Roman Reigns. It is an inspirational story. They'll write movies and TV shows if it happens. I'm kind of wondering if it will. Now, one thing that plays in Cody's favor is that Roman has kind of had the upper hand a little bit through the thing. Roman has owned Cody on the mic. Paul Heyman has owned Cody on the mic. Cody's good. But they've just been a skosh better. But Cody? Cody kind of took down the bloodline a little bit. He's mended people's fences and sort of started chipping away with a with a, a pickaxe to and cracking some things there. And here's where I question if Cody can do it, right? Because as long as Roman has the Usos and Solo and Heyman, as long as he has all of them around him to do his bidding, it's almost assured that he will keep that title. Well, come hell or high water, disqualification, what have you, Roman can find a way to that title seen it for 900 and i'm going to conservatively say 40 days because i think we're pretty close to that I'm, i'll look it up for you yeah look it up for me please um but roman has found a way and he has taken challenger after challenger after challenger after challenger and he has sent them all packing we are talking about some of the very 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 best talent wwe has to offer all of them packing. I have to question if Cody is in fact the one, or rather, is this Cody's time? According to Wiki, it's 939 plus. Okay, so technically 940. I was pretty close. Yeah. Well, last I was checked, it was like in the 930s, I think, because we checked it on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's got to be close to that. Um, But I wonder if this is Cody's time. I wonder if this is when they want to pull the trigger, because you could have Cody lose. And he loses because of the bloodline. And this is where night one could fact Because the flip to that is Roman needs help. He needs Jay. He needs Jimmy. And they're kind of like, I don't know, cuz. You're kind of being an asshole. You've been an asshole for a long time. I don't know if I want to deal with you. Because like I said earlier, Jay's not blind. Jimmy's not blind. Solo's not blind. You could have them turn on Roman. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. I'd like to see at least the Usos turn um, and have that division in the group, but I doubt it, right? I just sincerely doubt it at this point. The question becomes, at least in my mind, if Cody doesn't win, who? Who mounts the challenge for Roman? You don't really have any, what I would consider, anyone left. Now, I'm going to correct that in a second, but in terms of all the built ready and waiting challengers there and there are several of them on this list roman has taken them all down and cody will just be another another one felled is it something where you have that next night on raw roman's like there's nobody that can touch me and you have somebody come up from nxt or do you maybe just have those cracks further widen and maybe solo's like i'll take a shot at you because you talked about special talents. Solo is a special talent. Solo is going to be something. And they could make Solo by having him beat Roman. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to throw some stuff at you and we'll, we'll see how this goes. 
One, Roman Reigns has been the champion since he returned in the summer of 2021, winning that championship. He beat Brock Lesnar last year at WrestleMania, now be the undisputed heavyweight universal champion of the world. He's being the mall. Being Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Goldberg, Drew McIntyre. He's been there, done that. He's overtaken them all. You say names, we just talked about one in Gunther. Gunther is a viable next challenger at some point for Roman Reigns. He's he, who will have the credibility to face him. And then you also have Imperium. There's your, your six-man stuff. There's stuff right yep. there. Predictability is predictability is predictability. Cody Rhodes should win WrestleMania. He should be holding up both belts, and then you can figure out a way to take one of them off of him or unify it into one championship and recreate a second to sort of, hey, Raw or SmackDown, here's a championship. Because both brands, in some some fashion, will need a championship this summer. You just need it to make the shows interesting, to make them more important, because Raw needs a world champion on it. When Cody wins. Cody's that world championship champion. And he wants to work everywhere. Both shows. Whatever. That's fine. But SmackDown will need a, a, its own champion in the summer. I'm not talking right away. But you, at some point you need to figure out a way to put two two top championships back together. Back around. Even if you started at, by, by SummerSlam. You need to get there. Now. Cody should win. Usos try to interfere. Solo tries to interfere. Or you keep them all in the back and... And Roman's going to go out alone, and this is his. And then that's where you go. Where where were you guys? But you told us to stay in the back. But you should have still been out there. And then that's where Roman gets mad, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you want to give a scenario where Roman wins, right? Here's one. It's not the Usos who help. It's not Paul Heyman. It's not Solo. Someone else to really make it personal for 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 Cody, right? Not Bray Wyatt. No. No, Bray's not on the show. No. You make it, yeah, LeMans, yep. You talk about a legacy. You have Randy Orton cost Cody Rhodes the heavyweight undisputed universal championship. He's the guy. It would make the most sense for Cody. But is Randy healthy? I think so. If Randy's healthy, Cody getting screwed by Randy is a moment you don't think about coming. But imagine if it did because there's your history. There's the one thing that makes the most sense for, for the Cody story, for him to have an obstacle to overcome, is taking out Randy and that legacy. Because Randy's the one who, who really put Cody on the map, really gave him that foundation. They have the history together. And it would make the most sense if someone's going to cost them. And if the Usos can't get the job done, Solo can't get the job done, Randy cost Cody. And it's like, holy shit. Roman gets, the win. Roman gets the win. Roman keeps his legacy because the number of 1,000 everyone's talking about is the thing. And it's close. And it's getting, you're 60 days away. Like, if that's how you want to do it, you have Randy come in. Randy, it's an easy feud to set up right there. It's like you have the moment. You have it right there at, the, at your fingertips. Or you can have him, I wouldn't have him help Cody. No. I know, because... That's too easy. Like, if Cody's going to do it, Cody's got to do it on his. Oh, if Cody's going to win the title, he doesn't need the help. No, I feel like if he's you gonna... need to have Cody win it on his own. If like I, Randy, Randy has no because I think the last they met, it was not on good terms. 
and they have not kissed and made up since. At least in terms of Randy meeting, I don't remember what he did with Stardust. But, like, Randy is kind of a full circle moment, especially if the rumors about Randy are true, and his health, and, like, in terms of his physical health, the best, and it could be that Randy close to actually retiring as a result of some of his physical problems. So it makes sense that you, the legacy, you go back to that, you go back to that feud, and you bring that full circle. Can't, Cody can't move forward, and, because that's the one thing that they've kind of hopped on in, with Roman, talked about it, that, right, things weren't going Cody's way. So Cody ran away. Literally what he did. He just up and fucked. Yeah, he got up and he left, and he now he's back. Right, but it's that's an important thing of he kind of threw a little bit of a t- and he left because he wasn't happy and I respect I respect the fact that he wasn't f***ed out on very similar to what Punk did and so it's he left and he came back and same thing not exactly the same ultimately he left AEW because things were not going his way he wasn't happy and so now he comes back to WWE so at some point at least for the sins committed in WWE especially people from past that are still in the company people like randy people like bray if they can get bray there i don't know but those two of them or the three of them cody and randy having more history like i think cody needs to deal with his demons first which he hasn't been eight because he wasn't healthy before he can win the title yeah and i think if this is, and this is a big if if cody's going to lose that's how you do it, because now you don't go back. You can separate it from. He's not going back to Roman and the bloodline. He's moved on. For, he has to detour away, and Randy's a good detour away instead of. Oh hey, I lost the belt, but I want to. Re- I want lost the match, but I want a rematch. No, Randy's your detour, and then you got to find your way back to Roman. Say at SummerSlam, if that's the direction you want it. If you want to eventually put the belt on Cody, that's how you do it. You detour it. And the only detour that makes sense, because the bloodline detour is still, he's, he's going to have to feud with the bloodline, is to bring another party in. And if it's Randy would be the only one that makes sense. Because there's no one in from his past left for Cody. It's only Randy. So if that's how you, if the, if you want Randy to, or Cody to lose, that's it. An RKO after a ref bump, out of nowhere, don't see it coming. Roman Reigns spears Cody afterwards. One, two, three. Roman wins. LOL. You now have your program. You have Randy show up the next night on Raw, and the amount of heat he will get for costing Cody will be epic. Will be epic. It would be a really shitty way for Romania, but we've seen it end that way with Roman Reigns winning. When we thought Edge would win two years ago, or Daniel Bryan would have won two years ago, but Roman Reigns stood tall. Remember, we saw Roman Reigns win last year when we thought, "Oh, Brock could probably beat him to send the crowd home happy." But Roman Reigns stood tall. Roman stood tall multiple times when he beat the Undertaker in the main event, and it kind of fell flat. You, we have had flat endings, but it's heel heat to set the next story if that's how you want to do it. I don't want that. I want Cody. I want Cody to get the win. Cody needs because this is why Cody needs to win. Here's here's the here's the reasoning. Cody winning shows the outside world of free agency. It's okay to come here now. 
this is not you you have that WCW stink on you. You're okay here now. You can come in and you're fine. Because they gave the belt to Cody. Like that's what Cody represents. He represents the next four three years, the four years in terms of bringing new faces in that have worked elsewhere when their contracts are up. Because he was the he was the, he was the piece that jumped. And if he gets treated well, Others will get treated well as well. Not as good as him, but good enough to go, okay, it's a nice place to work. That's but how what, much can you... That's what this represents. That's what this represents, but how much can you bank on that with a sale looming? You can bank on it. Because... Uh, because... I don't know if you can. I think you can because I do not think creative will change with whoever buys it. And I think that's the only thing that matters. The head of creative stays, free agents will come. The sale is very much looming. The sale could be starting this week. Who knows? Yep. But Cody is the is Cody is the piece of the pie that went, Hey, it's okay to come. The water's fine over here. Don't worry about the past, it's new now. That's what Cody represents of you brought someone in, you kept them where they kept them as a star, you treated them properly. Did he miss six months? Yeah. Well, it was unfortunate timing of an injury. Cody was going to be book strong, and he would have had his moments throughout the year. But Cody's on, now go back to the logical. Roman Reigns has not been pinned since he got pinned by Baron Corbin in 2019. Yep, that's a while. It's been a long time for Roman Reigns to be pinned. He's lost one time since then in a tag match. He's lost one time to Xavier Woods by disqualification. Both were around Christmas. <laughs> Those were the only two times. Um, but Roman's shoulders have not been pinned to the mat in three and a half years. Cody Rhodes has been undefeated since coming to World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes, he missed some time. He would have still been undefeated. So you have an undefeated superstar against a champion who is 939, 40 days strong, who has not been pinned three and a half years. That moment, when someone finally does it, it's a big moment. And I think, because Cody wants the ball, He's begging for the ball. Give him the ball. Summer of Cody. Cody is your next undisputed heavyweight universal champion of the world. Just to start shit. LOL. Roman wins. A-ball. Because I've learned in 940 days not to pick against Roman Reigns. 8-ball. LOL. Roman wins. Very doubtful. Oh, it's sure on that one. <laughs> there was no indecision. Wheel. Wrestler won. Roman. Boy, howdy. WrestleMania is going to be fun, y'all. It's going to be fun. I am I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. That's two nights of WrestleMania. <sighs> We're done here. We are, in fact, done. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sticking with us, y'all. I hope you enjoyed. Do you agree? Do you not agree? Let us know. You can tweet us. And where can they tweet us, Rock? At Wild Talk Radio. Go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Wild Talk Radio Network. You can make your picks. Tweet us your picks at Wild Talk Radio. See if you can do better than we do, because boy, how it is. It's going to be special. WrestleMania is going to be awesome. There's Nick Khan said a bunch of surprises. I expect legends. I expect debuts. I expect returns. I expect shocking moments. I expect big grandeur and, and entrances. Songs aplenty. It's going to be fun this weekend. And it's, we will be back Saturday night, right after night one, to talk about it all. Rack X Reviews, day one of WrestleMania. 
Whenever it ends, we'll be live. Which means there's no sleeping right here because well, we're doing the rack. Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Not 10 p.m. Eastern. Sunday night, right after the show, because who knows when that's going to end. We'll be live to recap both nights of WrestleMania. Monday night, it's the Raw post show. Raw after Mania. Cover it all. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, to review day two of WrestleMania. And, and then we're off till May 4th. But we'll be back yep. next Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, for WrestleMania day two. You can check out the Rack Extra Reviews, WWE 2K23, now available on YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. There's content there. Both those simulation nights are there, plus all the shorts we've been doing. I'm trying to, I have a couple planned, and there's one more I'm trying to work out that 2K is being very finicky on, but we're going to try to make it work. So subscribe, like, all the things, YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Chat, if you have that Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. You can support the channel by clicking that purple rectangular button directly below the screen. You can use creator code RocketSock or creator code. You cut. You're cutting out on me, so I'm having a hard. <laughs> creator code. Lindsay Ward. In the Fortnite shop or Epic Game Store, why? We are hashtag Epic Partners. Gotta love Discord and live podcasting, y'all. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsward. Check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lindsward. I will be live tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time for the Genshin live stream, where they are going to be talking about 3.6. So come listen to me scream about Baiju. We will have coffee and breakfast um where i will be talking about kitchen impact i probably will not be streaming this weekend just because it is wrestlemania weekend and i have other shit i need to do before i spend six hours watching wrestlemania um each day so i won't be live this weekend but yes tune in to everything else if you like my content like subscribe on um YouTube, youtube.com slash at symbol lensward, lensward, or lensward.recreatorshow.com. Whatever you prefer, it will take you to my content. The reaction video 23.6 will be going up on the channel. I will remember to record it tomorrow morning, I promise. Um, if not, it'll be up later in the day once it processes through Twitch. But like, subscribe, ring the bell, follow the Twitch channel, do all the things. I would appreciate it. Um, and while you are liking, subscribing, and following things and checking things out on YouTube, go to mbgfilmsyoutube.com slash mbg1211, where you can check out all of Matt's amazing content. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. Happy WrestleMania, everybody. Remember, the festivities start tomorrow night with SmackDown and the Hall of Fame directly after. And then we go into WrestleMania. Yay! So you've been listening to The Rock right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you on Saturday. Bye! WildTalkRadio.com